0: Hi, I'm Brent Stafford and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. It's inexplicable. The Canadian government appears hell-bent on destroying the health and well-being of over one million citizens in a misguided, ill-conceived effort to eradicate nicotine use in the country. Now the feds are not attempting to eradicate smoking, the habit that kills tens of thousands of Canadians each year. No, it's nicotine vaping products that the government is poised to ban which are a vastly safer source of nicotine, and by the way, the very same products that Canadian government legalized only three years ago. What's going on here? Joining us today on RegWatch to discuss the government of Canada's assault on vaping is Janine Timmins. Janine, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Brent. So you are a rare breed of guest on RegWatch, and you're not a doctor or a researcher, and you're not employed in the vaping industry or business owner. You're not an influencer or in vape media, nor are you a vaping advocate here to speak on behalf of an advocacy group. You're simply a former smoker and consumer of vaping products. Before we dive into your story off the top, what do you think of Health Canada's position on vaping?
1: Brent, I'd have to say my first uh, my first impression is it's reckless. It's, it's absolutely reckless. They are only considering that, especially uh, with the vape ban, Pardon me, the flavor ban. Um, That perhaps that might curb youth use. As far as I know, there's no documented evidence that says that's true. And I know they know that. However, they are willing to take that risk. They're willing to hang their hat on a could or a maybe Knowing full well that this these decisions will affect hundreds of thousands of adult Canadians who depend on flavored vaping products to either remain off, remain smoke free or switch to vaping from smoking, it makes no sense.
0: It does make no sense for sure. How long did you smoke, Janine, and how did you become a consumer of vaping products?
1: I smoked for 40 years, 40 long years. Um, I tried several times to quit through uh, using patches and gums. They did not work. I quit cold turkey. That lasted about three months. It just did not work for me. And I wanted to quit, but nothing was happening. Uh, I heard about... E-cigarettes. I can't. I think I saw it online. I knew there was a local vape shop in my city. I was helped. I was there for, I would say, the better part of an hour. They were incredibly helpful. The employees asked me so many questions about my smoking habits, how much I smoked. I smoked a pack a day. Um, recommended an 18 milligram freebase nicotine showed me how to work it and said if i had any problems to come back anytime or call them and i did
0: janine so there's a term that's often used uh on our show called accidentally quitting is that is that what happened to you
1: that's exactly what happened to me exactly in two weeks i always had two packages of cigarettes with me my for years and years, I never wanted to run out. I had one pack left, I dual used for about two weeks. (laughs) The cigarettes depleted. And I think there was maybe one or two cigarettes rolling around bottom of the pack. And I thought I should probably nip to the store and get another pack of cigarettes. But I thought about it and well, I'll just wait till tomorrow and see what happens which turned into the day after tomorrow, which turned into another day. And I, I never bought another package of cigarettes again. I just continued to vape, and that was almost six years ago. I was completely surprised um, because I had tried several times over the last couple of decades to no avail. And here was this product that just, it did it for me. In fact, the very first time I took a puff, I remember saying to myself, this is going to work. And it, unplanned, but it worked.
0: You said you smoked for 40 years. That is not a short period of time.
1: No, it's not a frightening amount of time. most smokers I know, at least in the past and present, have a guilt they feel a lot of shame about smoking and it's I think it's brought on by the fact that it's it's almost socially acceptable to criticize smokers demonize them over the years with people pointing fingers or you know you're a horrible person and you smell or why don't you just quit the shame begins to grow. You internalize that. That was my experience. I felt a lot of shame when I smoked. Uh, I felt I felt like I was a bit of a disappointment because I hadn't quit yet like so many others had. So, so I hid it. And many people do. They hide it.
0: So when you became a vapor, for the lack of a better term, um, and had quit smoking completely, did... Uh did you have a sense of yourself, a uh, self-esteem, that was more positive?
1: Absolutely. Almost, almost immediately, within the couple of weeks it took for me to completely get rid of the cigarettes, I felt a freedom. I, I no longer smelled. I felt like I wasn't a smoker anymore, so nobody could bother me. Uh, what I was doing was much better for me There was no horrible scent. And I felt really good about myself. I I really actually had a, a big sense of pride.
0: So that was in 2015 that you quit. And three years later in 2018 is when the Canadian government passed legislation that made vaping products, nicotine vaping products, legal in Canada. How did you feel about that?
1: It made me feel really good. It almost felt like I now had proof. Because if the Canadian government was accepting it, then it is a good thing. There were many people who didn't understand and still don't to this day. They, they think vaping is still bad for you. They think it's smoking. But once that seal of approval from Health Canada occurred, I thought, okay, I am on the right track. And I no longer have to, I felt justified. I no longer had to be shameful. I was doing the right thing. Shame gone.
0: Has that demonization of smoking just been transferred to the vapor then?
1: To me, it feels that way. Absolutely. Um, all All the joy I felt in the freedom from quitting smoking, those triggers are back now because of all the negative misinformation, which... It seems to be endless, misinformation, terrible media coverage, everything's negative. So they seem to have switched from cigarettes to vaping, and in particular, the nicotine. All of a sudden, nicotine is the demon. It's not the combustion of a cigarette. It's the nicotine in an e-liquid. Here it comes again. Here comes the shame and the hiding again. It's nonsensical.
0: So the federal liberals—they legalized vaping, created a, a sense of well-being for you know consumers that use vaping products. They also, indeed, sanctified to a large degree, you know, the entire vaping industry. Right. I mean, the framework was there to work with businesses in order to provide you know a, a proper pathway for uh, the sale and use of these products. But that began to unwind almost immediately over the so-called youth vaping epidemic. And now today, with the nicotine uh, restrictions, the flavor ban, which will just decimate vaping and and push hundreds of thousands of people back into smoking. And we do know that Health Canada has said that. In Canada Gazette, one, uh, for the nicotine restriction, it outright says that a large percentage of users who uh, will not step down to the 20 milligrams per milliliter, the new cap on that, they will go back to smoking. (laughs) And uh, for some of the dual users that are smoking cigarettes and using vaping products, Health Canada is reassuring that, um, well, at least the dollar loss won't be as great to tobacco companies because they can just transition some of the vapors that they've got over to their combustible products. They've said the exact same thing in uh, the proposed regulations for uh, the flavor ban. So Health Canada outright is saying that these regulations are going to push people back to smoking.
1: How can you think anything other than they're fully aware of what they're doing, they're fully aware of the consequences that may occur, there's no more unintended consequences. They've f- They are fully aware, they've stated it, and they're okay with that. After all the years of telling people they must quit smoking. It's okay if you go back to smoking, if we take away your flavors and we take away the high nicotine. So on one hand, they want us to stop smoking, but not really, because they're willing they're willing to dangle us over this pond or this whatever. They're just, they're, they are clearly aware of what they're doing. They're aware of the consequences. I, it's, it's clear to me now if they, if they're going to say, if they're going to go as far as saying that they realize that many people will return to cigarettes and they're okay with that. They don't care. They just don't care. They've thought of everything. They know what will happen. There's no way they couldn't know. So that, that's pretty pathetic for Health Canada.
0: So if Health Canada knows this, it's certain that the Lung Association, Heart and Stroke, Canadian Cancer Society, who are the, some of the loudest voices that are not elected, you know, they don't represent anybody, uh, through through any kind of democratic fashion, um, and they uh, would know this too. There's no way that they don't know that uh, that their people would be pushed back into smoking. So how is it that nonprofit public health groups and Canadian public health are all on this track to to annihilate vaping and push a majority back to smoking?
1: Money. Money over health. The the shortest answer, in my opinion, is money over health. The Canadian Lung Association and all the other orgs that are not related to uh, the government. If there's no va- if there's no smoking, where are they going to get their money from? The CEOs, the people who work for them, they'll be out of business if if. If the world truly wants people to stop smoking, they know that the money's going to be gone. Somebody's paying for all of that, for Canadian Lung Association. and There's a lot of people involved in those. And if nobody smokes, they don't exist.
0: Describe for our viewers, in your mind, why is it that Health Canada is doing
1: this? I've thought about this a lot, Brent, and I tell you, my head spins. Um, the only thing I can think of is that there's pressure with regard to the youth uptick of uh, vaping.
0: This is a Canadian Press, so, you know, obviously the newsfeed. Youth vaping rates leveled off in 2020 while number of smokers declined. And this is March 17th, so just a couple of months ago. And strikingly, it's about youth vaping rates. And the picture here is not of a youth, which is really quite odd. Vaping rates among Canadian youth appear to have plateaued in 2020. A Statistics Canada study suggests, which one researcher calls a promising sign that the next generation could be kicking the nicotine habit. According to a report released Wednesday, about one in seven young Canadians reported vaping on a regular basis last year, level roughly on par with the data the agency collected in 2019. Researchers found 14% of teenagers between 15 to 19 had vaped in the previous month, and the prevalence among young adults aged 20 to 24 was 13%. So we're talking about numbers that are not very high, and this is 30 days. So the past 30-day use Moniker, you know, measure is Mm -hmm. actually really not very valid. What we need to do is, you know, same day, everyday use, right? So these numbers have appeared to be plateaued for the last two years in a row. University of Waterloo professor David Hammond said the numbers indicate that the surge in youth vaping in recent years could be tapering off because of stricter regulations, rising awareness of the health risk, and lifestyle changes related to the COVID-19 pandemic quote, it looks like we may have reached the peak of youth vaping, Hammond said. I would expect that vaping will continue to decline among young people. And if that happens in in parallel with the continued reduction in smoking, then that's very good news for everybody. Where is the epidemic? So we have the top researcher in the country saying that youth rates are falling. The data from the government is showing that it's plateaued and stayed the same the last two years. And that is a reduction from where it was during the so-called youth vaping epidemic. So why are we about to destroy an industry and not all the jobs, all the businesses, people's lives um, when it's not a problem?
1: It feels like something's going on in the background that I don't know about because if in fact the youth uh, vaping rates are declining there's no youth epidemic. And if this is what the federal liberals are hanging their hat on, is that they're going to ban flavors and the nicotine caps are all to protect the youth. Apparently that's not happening anyway, as the the rates are going down. So why are they doing this? I wish I knew, Brent. I wish I knew.
0: I don't think it's too difficult to say that politics are involved here would you not agree
1: mm-hmm. i would agree
0: so it is the federal liberals who legalized vaping and now it is the federal liberals who are about to destroy vaping and are not the liberal party the one that's supposed to be a liberal and be very supportive of harm reduction what do you think about that
1: Basically, I would say the majority of my life, I come from a family of liberals, so I didn't fall far from the tree, I guess. Uh, it's just really made me question, we because we're not listened to, people, people's opinions and what they have to say don't matter. And I, I thought they did, especially when it came to health. It doesn't they've proven that with everything that's going on over the last couple of years. They're taking a little bit more and a little bit more or we're giving a little bit more. I'm not sure which it is. And I honestly, I am questioning just about everything now with respect to health Canada, the liberal government. I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: So it doesn't look like that there's any chance there won't be a federal election called in the fall. I mean, that's, that's looking pretty certain. So now we have uh, Mr. Trudeau and his group of people. This will be the third time going to the polls. What are you gonna do?
1: I am at a loss right now. Honestly, Brent, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not certain that I can go to the polls and vote for a party federally that has made it pretty clear they don't care about me. So where who do I turn to? I just don't know what to do. I really on, that's my honest answer. I am at a loss. I used to trust them. I used to trust Health Canada. But having seen what's been going on the last several years, my trust is plummeting. I question everything now. I have a very, a very good friend whom i worked with for many, many, many years and a smoker. She smoked her and still does. Sort of was thinking about quitting. I gave her a starter e-cigarette and I bought her some e-liquid and gave her a very quick tutorial. She took it home. Perhaps she wasn't ready. It didn't quite work for her. And I said, well, don't don't get rid of it. Hang on to it because there may be a time when you could retry. She said, yes, agreed. I recently spoke with her and she said, you know, I think I'd like to give that a try again. I really would. I said, well, that's great. I'll help you if you need help. She said, but you know what? I'm reading about what's happening. And aren't they doing something about vaping and they're trying to ban it? And as soon as she said that, I thought, see, this is shameful. Here's a person who is my age. I'm 63, who has smoked for probably as long as I have, willing to give it a try. But if it's going to be removed next year, what's the incentive? And that's what she said. Why should I, if it's going to be gone next year? And I thought, wow. You know, Health Canada needs to hear that.
0: Health Canada said there'll be no more sugar put into any e-liquids, no more artificial sweeteners. Nothing really can be added to make it taste pleasant. In fact, if it tastes pleasant, Vaping tastes pleasant. It will be illegal. So, if that's the case, what does the future look like for you?
1: My government and Health Canada should be helping me to remain smoke free. I don't want to smoke again. I don't know what I'm going to do, Brent. It it sends a it sends a wave of panic for me, knowing that. It's all going to go away. What will I do? I'm still in panic mode, but I'm also angry. Because if Health Canada truly is supposed to care about every Canadian citizen and we're supposed to be able to live a healthy life and have access to things that can help us be healthy, it sounds like a lie to me. They don't care. They're proving that. They're absolutely proving that. Janine, if you could get
0: one minute with Health Canada, sit down at a conference table, what would your message be to Health Canada?
1: Quickly, I smoked for 40 years. I tried several different methods to quit. I knew it was bad for me. I found vaping, nicotine, worked for me in two weeks. I'm tired of fighting for my own life. It's exhausting. I shouldn't have to fight this hard to save my life.